Hypnosis Talking, Top Rope Walking, Ultimate Exit, Serious Blackstick, Never Be Vague with your boy Craig, and opinion mixing from Peter Nixon, keep doing things in an impactful way, bloody nonsense as the Brits say, talking bloody nonsense. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's the M-I-C, Craig, a.k.a. Mr. Impact. Join us ever by the excellent Peter Nixon. This is Talking Bloody Nonsense here on the TNAIW channel. It's a new week, it's a new impact, but first things first, Nixon, how's it going? All good this end, thank you, Craig. Um, Not much to report. I do want to start the show uh, with something that you and I talked off talked about off air last week i have in my hands the bound for glory 2021 dvd um i've also got 2020 here um but uh the reason i showed you them is because i've got every single bound for glory dvd mm-hmm. except 2018 and i cannot find it anywhere so if anyone has a source you know, a link to where I might find um, a copy of this DVD or the one to sell me theirs. I need that DVD for my collection. Um, yeah, I, I've tried everywhere. I I did have, I did find one on eBay and I was bidding. Uh, it got up to about 40 quid and I lost the auction. So I am willing to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyone, anyone else with any, any links or anything, just, Trusted links, of course, got to be trusted. Yes. But, like, yeah, I mean... And no bootleg shit. I want the real deal. Yeah. You don't want anyone just... Any amount of recorders and clips throughout the show. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Obviously, we had a sacrifice last Saturday, Sunday morning for us in the UK. Um... This month we have the multiverse of matches, which are just announced. Chris Sabin versus Jay White. We have Eddie Edwards versus Tomohiro Ishii, which fuck. Um, uh, the Good Brothers versus uh, the Briscoes, and a Ultimate X has been announced for that show as well, which is just insane. It's fe- February, uh, or sorry, April first at WrestleCon, which I mean, Impact of running two shows apparently that that. Eric on the running, multiverse of matches, and they're also doing an IPWS special, which uh, should be fun over uh, many a week. I, yeah, this is IPWF. Obviously, they did the the pay per view in December, but um, considering everyone is in town, WrestleMania weekend is going to be interesting to see who they have on that show. Any legends they can uh, dust off for that? That I think right. that's a lot of fun. That's something I'm very much looking forward to watching. Yeah, I mean, obviously, many week is always a big week for wrestling in general, and there's just so many good shows. There's a couple past many week. So, Sammy Cash promotion, the uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver. They have the main event of Moose versus Mike Bailey for the Impact World Title. Oh, nice! That'd be a good. Should be fun. Uh, it's also um, Swerve Shane Strickland's return to. Revolver, Revolver as well, so it should be a oh, fun show. We, but we were sorry to interrupt you. Um, myself and Kay were there on uh, the Pro Wrestling Revolvers show WrestleMania weekend 2019, where Shane Strickland left the promotion. 
So how about that? He's about uh, to okay, NXT. Cool. And now he's in AEW. Yeah. Good luck to him. <laughs> that out. It's a bloated roster. I hope he gets showcased properly because he is excellent. Yeah. And I hope they have some, you know, authentic music for him. We'll soon see. Yeah. So it should be interesting, interesting either way. But uh, now I guess it's time to move on to the impact side of this. Of this talking bloody nonsense. Uh, let's go straight in. We'll, let's go straight in with our sacrifice review. Um, I'll, go, I'll run off the card and then we'll go match by match. But uh, in order from the pre-show to the main show, uh, Lady Frost defeats Giselle Shaw. The soldiers of William Mack and and Rich Swan defeat OGK on a more Taven and Bennett. Trey defeats Jake something to attend the Exodus Championship. Eddie Edwards defeats Rhino with the help of Steve Macklin. The one that just breaks my heart when I think about it. The influence defeat the inspiration to become the new Knockouts World Tag Team Champions. Jonah defeats PCO. Jay White defeats Alex Shelley and arguably a match of the year candidate. Dion Peraza defeats Chelsea Green in the Champ Champ Challenge to retain the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Which is something we'll get into in the first subheading. Uh, Tasha Steels defeats Mickey James to become the new Impact Knockouts World Champion. Violet by Design defeat the Good Brothers to become the new Impact World Tag Team Champions. The result, only result that we, we differed on, the group, the group differed on, everyone went Good Brothers. I went Violet by Design and got the win on that one. Yeah, and in the main event. In. <laughs> and in the main event, Moose defeated Heath to retain the Impact World Championship before uh, Josh Alexander made his return. And they like Moose announcing that he is resigned for the company. And the main event is set for Rebellion. It is Josh Alexander versus Moose for the Impact World Championship. Let's get into it. Uh, so, well, as, we, as we usually do, we'll put the pre-show together. So, Lady Frost, uh, Giselle Shaw, Soldiers versus OGK. What do you think of it? I mean, solid, solid. Uh, countdown show, but yeah, I mean, nobody in the TIW chat group uh, thought the soldiers were going to win that match, but they did. So, get your take on everything that happened in the pre show. Well, you know, that result set the pace for the rest of the show as a very unpredictable show. Um, I usually do okay with these like, predictions, I, I did dreadful in the predictions this week, I didn't um, check everyone's predictions i don't know where i came in terms of everyone else uh, i think you you're winning it aren't you uh me and me and jeff are for first right yeah i oh i was dismal <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh always a tremendous countdown show pre-show uh with impact wrestling because they want people to watch it on youtube and think, oh, if this is what I'm getting on the pre-show, I'm ordering the pay-per-view. I'm I'm paying for Ultimate Insider. I'm I'm going to Impact, but I still need to watch this show. So, and yeah, it doesn't surprise me that the pre-show was so good, because it always is. Yeah, um, perfect opener. Lady Frost and Giselle Shaw. Uh, I was certain Giselle Shaw was going to get the win because Lady Frost has has been here. She doesn't necessarily need the win, but you know, according to other people, maybe she did need a win. Um, I think, but also I don't think Giselle Shaw was hurt in loss because it was a strong performance from both. And, uh, you know, when AEW 
Uh, I, I don't want to make comparisons, but I am going to right now. AEW did a did revolution, and including the pre-show to their pay-per-view, it was nearly five hours of wrestling. They had three women's matches, I think. The yeah, same I, amount, I said, the same amount that WWE did in Saudi Arabia, whereas Impact so, did three and a half hours of wrestling and did four women's matches. Yeah, someone took great pleasure on Twitter and telling me that AEW had three women's matches on their show. What bragging about it? Uh, we, uh, <laughs> I mentioned that I don't particularly like AW. They said they they came back at me and said, uh, maybe Impact one day AW, maybe one day AW will get their shit together and book Heath Slater versus Heath Slater in the main event. I went, haha, maybe yeah, maybe maybe they will, and uh, maybe uh, AW will put on more than one women's match per show. Yeah, which is a, a I mean, I think they had two title matches on that show for the women, and that was it, really. I don't really put that in. Yeah, on, on the pre show, they did um, Leila Hirsch versus Chris Statlander, which they had, to, to be fair, and they built that match, so it wasn't just out of nowhere. Right. But the, the four women's matches on Sacrifice all meant something, were all built up, were all announced ahead of time, and all had consequence. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think Impact is still ahead of the pack in terms of women's wrestling. They're still leading the way on that front. Um, yeah, and the OGK and Swan and Mac, tremendous tag team match, and it's something that Impact needed with the the tag team division. Sort of, oh, I don't don't know what the term is. Um, it kind of feels like an afterthought at the moment. The tag division. So to see a, a hot tag opener um, was really cool. And I, I'd love to see those two teams in the title mix. Yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with everything you just said there. Eddie Frost is out, sure. I, I mean, yeah, there was like a few missteps in there, but it was still a solid match for a solid opening of a of a. Of a Really great and unpredictable pay per view special. So I'm all for it. Then the soldiers at OGK. Well, I mean that was talk about a tag team match. You look at uh, how Swan and Mac started off in 2018, and against uh, is Evan Bourne and Ethan Page, uh, and Matt Seidel and Ethan Page, and like they were. You tell they were friends, but they didn't have much tag team chemistry but throughout the years it's really really developed yeah he got stalled a bit during Rich's world title run and his injury which is obviously unfortunate for the injury but it, it picked it back up and they I I wouldn't be mad if they won the tag titles tomorrow mm. like, I think that they're, they're they are getting there to a, a level where they belong in the tag team division when they first started teams together before oh it's just two guys being put together now they're a tag team in a division that has been struggling, but they're, they're standing out a little bit more. OGK immediately came in and people wanted them in this spot as a tag team. So I'm all for that. It's just, it's just a, a banging pre-show. <laughs> like, what more can you ask? Yeah. And what, I, what I'll add to that is um, it, was, it wasn't a big venue. Paris Town Hall in Kentucky. I I think I read somewhere there's about 700 to 800 people 
in that venue, which is respectable, but uh, they were loud. Oh, yeah. Boy, howdy. I, I, I don't know it. if they were just really loud or they were mic'd well, but they were up for everything from the very start of the show, from that um, Giselle Shaw Lady Frost match. They were up for everything. And that uh, made me very proud because sometimes Impact, the crowd are obviously there and they're into it and they're, they're into, you know, they're following the storylines and that, but they don't feel loud. And I don't know if it's because the crowds aren't being mic'd properly, which is probably the case, but hopefully that that problem is now sorted because, boy, they were loud on Saturday. Yeah, and I just love it every second of it. Mm. So it's just as as the, as the countdown. Now we get to the main show. Um, we had we started off strong with the Exhibition Championship. Trey Miguel defeats Jake something. I mean, probably Jake something's best match in Impact. If maybe Josh Alexander match is a close second, or maybe even is the best match. But for me, that's the best I've seen Jake something, and it's just. Uh, unfortunate irony that that was just probably his last match in Impact. Mm. But I mean, just Trey probably thought he was going to lose it, lose it, lose his title this time because um, mentioned on, on, on the mothership of Jeff and Max that uh, Trey hasn't Trey's been see Trey was stalled, stalled a little bit because of personal diff, personal personal stuff going on in his life, but. He was missing off TV for quite some time, even when he came back. Like, he had one match on BTI, and then I think he had just had promos backstage with Ace Austin and Dick something. And that's about it. Which I get, I know that was like two weeks' difference, maybe, I think, two, three weeks between the No Surrender and Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But I thought he may lose it. I didn't, I didn't predict it because I didn't want to be wrong on it. But I thought, I thought he could, and I wouldn't have been mad because Jake something smashed it. Like he's a hybrid big man. Mm-hmm. Like he he looks powerful. He looks like a beast, but he can move. He can he can fly. He can do all sorts. But he also looks like a a monster, but with a nice guy type of thing. But I was just a. What a way to start the show. I don't know what's your thoughts on it. It was excellent. I, I agree. Jake Something's best match. One of Trey's best matches, honestly. The match was outstanding. I think it was my... It was probably my second favourite match on the show. And uh, if you know me, and uh, if you've been following the show, you can probably guess what my favourite match was on the show. But um, if Jake Something... I, I know we're going to talk about this in a bit, but... I really hope Jake something does stick around. Um, If he doesn't, best of luck to him. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Yeah, I I think if Jake had be sticking around, it might have been time to put the belt on him. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm very happy with Trey still being the champion. He's been a great champion so far. Um, Yeah, excellent match. There's not much else I can say about it. I loved it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it just a banging match. And obviously, I know Impact have a uh, track record, if you like, of cutting the title song they know is on the way out. They didn't do that, didn't do, do that with Jake Something, which I, I didn't and I didn't necessarily think they would. Because Jake Something has been 
good in impact. It took him a while to get there. But he's always missing something. Pun no. intended. Um, so, I'm, I mean, it's unfortunate that, that's, that his best match on impact is potentially his last. But I think it was a, a good way to send him out because, I mean, I think Johnny Impact went out on a exhibition title match against Rich Swan. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not comparing Johnny Impact to Jake something because obviously two completely different parallel wrestlers there, but it's nice to send him out on a high. Yeah. Especially, someone who's been, especially for someone who's been loyal. So I'm all for that. Uh, then we moved on to Eddie Edwards uh, defeating Rhino with the help of Steve Macklin. And I, particularly in this one, I loved the crowd. The fuck you, Macklin chants. Yeah. I loved them. But yeah, what's your take on Eddie versus Macklin? Well, it's exactly my point. You know, the people that go to impact shows follow the product. So they want to get involved. They're invested. So, and Steve Macklin did this masterfully. You know, um, when he was uh, holding Eddie up for Rhino to gore him, and he was like, come on, guys, he did the Cody. Um, yeah. I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah. Um, you thought, well, there's no way they're going to do this at two shows in a row, you know, Eddie holding Maria up for the gore and there's the kendo stick. So you thought, yeah, Macklin, he, he's going to, you know, he's going to make, get Eddie speared, you know, finally everything is right with the world and then bang with a kendo stick on Rhino. So, uh, yeah, perfect. Because you really thought, yeah, he's going to be this kick-ass baby face, like Stone Cold 1997 style. Um, nope. Massive dick move, um, and it it obviously wasn't him joining on a no more. It was him showing, "Fuck you guys! I don't want to be involved with any of you." I know yeah, the, the match was so so, you know. Um, yeah, I, agree. I love Eddie Edwards, and Rhino can still go. The match was fine, but that angle was excellent. Yeah, it, as I say, it, was, it did the job. Which is all you can ask from from a match like that. You're not expecting massive things. You, you, you expect you respect Rhino. You know what he's done and, and that he can he can still do it. Eddie's obviously one of the, the like he is Mr. Impact Wrestling, even though he's I don't know more. I mean, he resigned he resigned with the company. If that's not proven that he's Impact Wrestling, yeah, this is breaking there. news to us. Filming on Wednesday. He's yeah. signed a new deal with Impact, which is fantastic. Amazing. So it's it's a great match. Macklin just Macklin made the match for sure. He like he made it like he gave he let a little extra to it that kind of was less uh, was the major talking point of that match. So I'm all for that. And the fucking Macklin chance were just excellent because the crowd. We're into it. And uh, Maria, the hey, 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 goodbye. Yeah. I thought that was with Rich Swan uh, like, conducting it, if you like. Mm. It's just just great stuff. Was she on commentary for that match? Or was it the, the tag? Uh, was she on commentary for pre-show. Oh, yeah. But she, I thought she was good on commentary. Yeah, yeah. She did a great job. Mm. Um, uh, 
And now we move on to the Knockouts World Tag Team Championships. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the influence defeat the inspiration from the new Knockouts World Tag Team Champions. Even though Kelly Blue was told to keep his ass backstage, came out, dropped the title in, picked up by Tennille. I think, I think, uh, did Tanil hit the spotlight? I can't remember. When she hit the spotlight at some point in the match, but um... I think it's a near fall, right? Yeah. Yeah, near fall. So, so yeah, so it was a title shot. A title, not a title. A title strike. belt shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. English, good English. Um. Yeah. So the inspiration, the influence of the new knockouts tag team champions. I didn't see it coming. But I know a few people did. Ah, I don't like it. Don't like it. But I understand why they did it. It's one of those things. I really don't like that the inspiration are no longer champions because I've been a fan of the inspiration for so long. But it's been talked about a lot, even in Mothership, that if if the inspiration had beaten the influence clean, it's like, where do they go now? What What's next for these titles? So I get why they did it. And... You know what? As long as the inspiration wasn't back at Rebellion, I, I'm fine with it because they had time to build up a tag team. Like p- potentially uh, Mickey James and Chelsea Green, but again, we'll get into that more. Um, yeah, what's your take on that? I know we were quite vocal in the, in the group chat about this one, but I'm fine with it. Um, I I thought the match was really really good. The inspiration's best match so far in Impact. The result, I'm fine with it. I know people were clambering for the inspiration to hold the belts for their entire contract for the whole two years. And uh, that would erase the blemish on the knockouts tag division of ODB and Eric Young being the longest reigning champions. But I said this in the group chat. Who really remembers that? It was the previous lineage of the belt. And... I don't think they they lost the belts, did they? They just retired the belts. Yeah, um, Brooke Hogan shot the most titles, yeah. Yeah. Who cares that ODB and Eric Young, a, a man and a woman, were the the women's tag team champions? Yeah. Because th- at that point, the belts meant nothing. So yeah, now I... the belts have been reinstated and they mean something again. Who cares that ODB and Eric Young were the, were the champions, the longest reigning champions? Because they're, now they're setting a precedent, a new precedent yeah. with great matches, you know, and meaningful teams. So if they can, you know, continue racking up these awesome matches with great teams, you know, it will just go even further to people not remembering that previous Blemish. So yeah, I'm yeah. absolutely fine with it. See, on this, I can understand. I can see both sides of the coin on this one because obviously that ODB Eric Young thing, while entertaining, it was entertaining. It was obviously looked at, looked back on. It, you know, it, it wasn't great for women's wrestling in women's tag team wrestling at that point because the knockouts was still on fire at that point. Yeah. 
But the tag titles meant nothing. I mean, the tag titles, like I started watching Impact when the tag titles were still a thing. Only just, I believe, um, it was Tara and Tessmarker who were the tag team champions at that point. And then they lost them to Madison Rain and Gail Kim, which then led to ODB and EY winning. See, I understand people don't want that to be remembered because it's always going to be something that um, Impact haters will bring up. Just to like, oh, a man held the titles, a man held the titles. I mean, that's still going to be a factor. People are, people who really don't like Impact are still going to bring that up every chance they get because that's all they have on Impact. Impact right now, I mean, we got to the crowd quickly. It's criminal that this show wasn't held in front of a like huge, huge live audience. It's criminal, mm-hmm. but it's all about building back up to that. So I I understand that, but if I could just I, I again I'm making a comparison and I shouldn't be doing this, but you've got to remember in January 2000, Harvey Whippleman won the WWF Women's Championship. Santino Marella won the Women's Battle Royal. First ever Miss WrestleMania. So, yeah. So, you know, who in the grand scheme of things, who cares? It just doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it's just I get why people are annoyed about it is because that's just that's just going to be brought up by every single Impact hater who wants to say, "Oh, Impact still shit, TNA still shit," when it's not, not in the slightest, like. Yes, obviously, you know, we're the TNIW channel and people can say we're biased or they like, but the reason we're talking about Impact this much is because it is that good. Like, we didn't start as to talk about Impact for the sake of it. We, we started to talk about Impact because we love it and it's the, the best product out there right now. This knockout division is the best division in wrestling. Not just women's division, women's divisions in wrestling, all divisions in wrestling. Oh, okay, this is the this is the best. So it's just that that rain is still going to be there no matter what happens, unless because I know it's confusing because obviously they said that they're going to be uh, getting rid of the TNA, TNA lineage of other titles. But then they brought back the TNA World Title and they added that as the unified title. The titles way too many times. Title, title, title. Mm-hmm. Um. So. It's confusing, but it's always going to be there, and it's just not worth fretting over because it's going nowhere. And as long as meet a good reign by great champions, that 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 will be white people's memory anyway. So just it's, it's what it is. Um, then we move on to a match that for me was way better than it had any right to be if you look at it on paper like this that had it had <laughs> not in a not in a, in a bad way but no one was expecting big things from this match they were expecting Pito to do some stupid shit but no one was expecting the match to be that good on a card with you know especially going before Jay White and Alex Shelley like you know but it was a solid match with Jonah defeating PCO. Uh, PCO getting pile drove on, on, the, on the base of the steps, then being power bombed from those steps. Jonah looking like a, just a, a beast. PCO just 
being batshit. Obviously, but yeah, let's go. Yeah, you know, I'll go to you. You know, take your thoughts on it because uh, I know it's when you're looking forward to the next. <laughs> um. So it's you know when I when I watch these shows, it's very rare I go back and revisit them because I've seen it and there's just so much wrestling to watch. You only ever watch things once at the you know, especially okay. these days. I went I went back and watched this match again because I enjoyed it that much. What can you say? If you haven't seen this match, if you're watching this show and you haven't watched Sacrifice, go back and watch the show, the whole show, but watch this match. I mean, spoiler alert first. If you, if you go back and watch it, big spoiler alert here. Well, yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> Probably should have said, said, said it before the show, before we started talking about Sacrifice, but uh, here we are. Yeah, the, the show was on Saturday. It's not a spoiler at this point. Uh, man, this match. It was, you know, it was billed as two monsters, you know, slugging it out. And that's exactly what it was. The, the, it just blew me away. I was speechless watching the show. I was kind of watching it like that at times. Yeah. I've, I've seen PCO take some punishment before, but this topped everything that I've seen from PCO in the past. It was, I enjoyed this match better than him and Walter at spring break. Oh. You know, the match that put PCO back on the map. Yeah. yeah. The amount of punishment he took and kept sitting up and kept coming back, you know, as much as the victory, you know, worked for Jonah, it still built PCO up in defeat because he kept getting up and he got up from... The pile driver on the steps, the part, the power bomb off the steps onto the floor, and then when Jonah squashed his head with that splash, yeah, and he still got up. What what can you say? I mean, I know I've I've seen interviews with PCO and videos of him, you know, taking these ridiculous amounts of of uh, of pain. And doctors have apparently told him he's got this unusual pain threshold that he just doesn't feel as much pain as other people. And his body's just stronger. His bones are stronger than the normal body. Yeah, You know, I know people will cringe watching the match because, you know, he's 54. At some point, his body's going to break down. But if he wants to carry on doing this stuff, in taking these crazy batshit bumps, who am yeah. I to say, PCO, stop doing that? Right. Because I fucking enjoy it. And the match was just outrageous, so much fun. And of course, it was my favorite match on the show. Even before the Sherry J. White match, I thought this match was just outstanding. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, it's. He PCO knows his body better than anyone else. You know he knows what limits he can take. So if he wants to do it, like I'm gonna enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you know the, uh, the same people that are cringing and saying PCO, oh you shouldn't be doing that shit. Are the same people going to see Jackass Four. So yeah, you know, there's a comparison for you. And I mean, you know, that match made a PCO convert out of Max. Yes, yes. I said this in the group chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I said 
Max, Jeff, you owe PCO an apology. And okay. I'm glad um, Max finally admitted I am a PCO convert. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a victory for Peter Nixon. That even struck me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, that was you know banging match there to uh, just an insane match the year candidate between mm. Jay White and Alex Shelley with Jay White picking up the win. It was quite back and forth. You know, no one really had uh, like big momentum for long, long periods of time. Well, they both had momentum for a long period of, periods of the match, but it was kind of you can't see who's winning this one. We, you know, we said it in the in the on, on the pre-show and the pre-pre-show. Matthew Jeff said it. It's probably the most hard, most difficult one to predict. But what a match! And I believe it was a- Ao who said. You can tell they've wanted to have this match for a long time, mm-hmm. and oh, it, it was that was very, very clear. It came out of nowhere. We came into it cold, but it soon got hot. <laughs> like holy shirtballs! And obviously at the end, uh, Alex Shelley reaching for the handshake, and Jay White saying, "No, fuck, I'm going." <laughs> <laughs> like that was like perfect. I, I didn't want Jay White to shake his hand. Even no. though it'd been cool to see, like, yeah, I, I, when you're when you're wrestlers and you know it's a, a kind of a, a performance, I don't need the shaking of the hand. Like, if you, if you like, if you for pure rules and stuff, I'm fine with it, you know, because that adds to what the things are, what the wrestling is. But this is Jay White, leader of the Bullet Club, going for Alex Shelley, his his mentor. Is this isn't the same Jay White Alex Shelley trained? Jay White is a as a developed so much and evolved so much he didn't need to shake his hand because it wouldn't seem right for him to do it so it was just a banging banging match like i say came out of nowhere but so glad we got it yeah big time um i was chatting to uh kip sabian years ago and um, we were talking about the, the upcoming Ring of Honor pay-per-view, I think. And I think uh, Jay White was wrestling Leo Rush on the show. Or they were doing a tag match, Jay White and Leo Rush against someone. And um, Kip said, Jay White, I wrestled him on Buckins. He's fucking rotten. This was years and years ago. And it's just mad to see how far Jay White has come in, in such a short time, really. Because, I mean, he was, you could tell he was getting good in those Ring of Honor days. Then he went to New Japan. And when I saw that match against Okada at Madison Square Garden, you know, you could tell this guy is one of the best in the world right now. And that was three years ago, you know, to see how far he's come even since then. And yeah, the match against Shaggy was really good. I think people are giving it a bit too much love. Because, you know, I think sometimes people get an opinion of a match before they even see it. Um, And maybe this is an example of that. But it was still a really good match. And, you know, I just I think it might have suffered a little bit because the show was so good that for me it was kind of, you know, it dampened the, you know, the. The what's the word? Dampened the appeal of the match to me a little bit. Yeah, right. but I I can't 
um, diss the match at all. The match was really, really good. The right person won. I can't. I couldn't see Alex Sherry coming back um, for one match, assuming he is just back for one match and beating Jay White. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could tell they wanted to do the match for a long time, and they obviously appealed to Scott Demore. So uh, Jay White is on this US of Jay tour. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He must have gone to Scott and said, I want to wrestle Alex Sherry. Can you sort it out for me? And Scott was like, yeah, I know Alex. I used to book him on BCW back in the day. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I think Sherry went went back to Impact for one match for Jay White. So they could do that match. Yeah, that's so, certainly wasn't a down. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was a big fan of this match. I really enjoyed the psychology of, of it. It was obviously had that mentor mentee stuff, which I'm I always like it because even though we did come into this match cold, we knew the history, so it it wasn't it wasn't stone cold, but it, it was lukewarm if you like. Mm. It was still a banger match, and I mean uh, Jay White some point soon is facing Mike Bailey in New Japan, which I cannot wait for. Mm. And of course, in the multiverse of matches, he's facing. Uh, Chris Saban, which maybe that is something with Bullet Club and Mercy Machine Guns, but you know, either way, it should be a banger match. And Jay White is the fact Jay White is an impact is is still a bit weird, a bit crazy to me because nobody thought Jay White would ever show up on impact because oh, impact's too small. Like, but I still remember the um, when Jay White got released from New Japan. Everyone said, oh, he's going to be in the Rumble. He'll show up in the Rumble. And then, like, next night, <laughs> after, like, for the Rumble, I think he showed up back in, back in New Japan. So. Yeah, all... I remember people were saying, oh, yeah, I'm just waiting for Jay White to be in the Rumble. And I thought to myself, no one's going to know who Jay White is. It's all well and good um, when AJ Styles, you know, debuted in the Royal Rumble. Because US fans no AJ Styles and I think Kenny, Kenny Omega would have had the same effect uh, the following year if Jay White popped up I just think it would have been a, a lukewarm response yeah but you know he's, in, he's going here, here and everywhere at the minute he's literally on every single promotion on TV in the US so oh, apart from MLW but I'm not sure what channel they're on anymore um they're on being yeah. That's it. But uh, yeah, banger match. And then we went on to uh, Dion Perazzo Champ Champ Challenge, uh, accepted by Chelsea Green for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. I don't know about you, but with this one, I, I wasn't that bothered because, again, it may have been that I was expecting someone like a bigger name to come out because. You know, you've got, I mean, uh, Tony Storm's a free agent, Nixon Newell's a free agent, you've got Ty Valkyrie, Ember Moon, you've got so many people that could have been, but it just wasn't. It was Chelsea Green or someone off the roster. That's what I don't like about open challenges. Like, I would keep doing open challenge, especially if it's, if it's to any woman or any challenger. You want to be someone not on the roster. <laughs> so it's unfortunate, but the story of it, helped it a lot 
Because if, if it had just been Diana just beating Chelsea one, two, three, or making a tap out, it wouldn't have been. It would have been nothing. It would have been a throw, throw, throw a match essentially. Because it just, it wouldn't have meant anything. But with the whole, the arm thing, which is confusing because Chelsea's on the, on impact this week and they, uh, eight, eight knockout tag. But I guess we'll see what's going on with that. But yeah, also I take on this because it was okay. I don't think we spent too much time on it because it wasn't a big of, as big of a deal as it maybe we thought it was going to be. When I saw Chelsea with the the wrist in the you know the the sling or whatever it was cast, um, I thought to myself that's probably a work because she didn't look injured in the match and Perazzo's finish is the the Venus de Miro the armbar, um, yes. so yeah I I don't suspect that she's actually injured. Um, I'm sure she'll be sh- selling that injury in the eight woman tag but um yeah the like again like i said on the the chat i can't see anyone any free agent like Tyre valkyrie like ember moon anyone like that answering that challenge in louisville kentucky or you know yeah. on an impact plus special or on a random episode of impact if they're going to do that they're going to do it at rebellion on the big yeah. pay and they also they need people to to succumb to the champ champ challenge a little bit more to build that challenge make it mean a little bit more before someone does finally answer the challenge and beat diana for one of the belts because That's... otherwise it's just you know i think that this was the third third champ champ challenge or the fourth i think the fourth uh, yeah, Miranda Alizé. Mm. I think that was the fourth, yeah. Lady Frost was one of them? Yeah, Lady Frost was, was before Chelsea. We had, uh, oh, that might have been the, the I, I don't know, but it was. It's only just starting to mean something, yeah. is my yeah. point. So I'm guessing someone, you know, a free agent is going to answer at Rebellion and beat Diana. I, my, my pick is Tyre to um, ch- challenge Diana for the AAA Reina de Reina's yeah. champion. I, but, but by then it'll probably, probably just be the, the champ challenge. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll get so, yeah. Yeah. Definitely going to get into that one. Which, uh, apologies because we look like, well, we, we are going to be going over with a podcast for that. But it was well, a, we always go over. Yeah. But it's, it's an hour, but it just never, it's, we're not on a we're not on TV or anything, it's fine. No, no. <laughs> um so we had then the knockouts world Ta- championship. Tasha Steele's defeats Mickey James to become the new knockouts world champion. I am so happy. Even though the finish I I felt like Tasha took a bit too long to cover her. And then maybe it's maybe it was just like my thing, but I think Tasha I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what what if that was planned or psychology of it all. But I thought like Mickey might have kicked out at that point. But I've never taken. I've never taken a cut from from the from midair. So who am I to say? Yeah, um, you could tell Mickey James hadn't taken that move either because she put yeah. her knees down and it didn't look as good as it could have. I think that's maybe why Tasha took some time to cover because she was thinking to herself, 
do I pick her up and hit something else? Um, or do I just yeah. just go for it? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, um, it was bang a match up until, up until the finish. You know, the thing with Chelsea outside, that obviously had a bit more to it, but it also kind of gives Mickey a, a way back in. So for for a rematch, they're going to have a rematch, judging by the uh, the six eight knockouts tag that's announced for Impact this week. But I I liked it. I'm glad Tasha is finally the champion. I I just because like I said before, that bout has been built up so much by Diana, by Taya, and then Mickey James building it up to a point where now it's lifted up Taya, uh, Tasha. So uh, I thought. Great decision to, to, to do it now. I saw a clip of the uh, alternative commentary with Tracy Brooks, uh, Tara, and Sil Calvell. And like uh, Tracy Brooks was going was going uh, mental saying, uh, oh, Savannah helped her again, Savannah helped her again. I'm sick, sick of Savannah helping her. Which I just, yeah, it's just great stuff. I should have ordered the uh, uh, alternative commentary again. But mm. Yeah, but yeah, we saw uh, take on Tasha becoming the new knockout champion, and obviously the outside stuff with Chelsea. It was a wonderful bit of booking, and like you said, it gave Mickey an out. You know, it gave her an excuse. Not that she would, is the sort of character that would make excuses, but you know, it it keeps Mickey strong. I mean, she's always strong. She's <laughs> right. Yeah, um, went down the wrong way. <laughs> Yeah, it, it keeps Mickey strong um, and it makes Tasha look like a dickhead um, for, not a dickhead, but, you know, a prick for having to use this outside interference and, yeah. and other factors to win the championship. But then now she's the champion, you know, the next match they have, I'm certain Tasha will go over in a far more clean fashion over Mickey and that'll yeah. help establish her as the rightful champion. Yeah, I, I think it was the right decision um, to put the belt on Tasha. She's earned it um, ever since Fire and Flavor. You know, um, as soon as Kiera left, she stepped up in the singles division, having outstanding matches, in, improving her appearance in terms of her ring gear. You know, it's always different for these themed shows. You know, you got to spend money to make money, and right now she's the champion. She's making the money. So yeah, I, I applaud the match. It was a really good match. Um, yeah, tremendous booking with uh, Mickey being distracted by Chelsea, you know, attacked by Savannah, and it all leading to, you know, Tasha winning the championship. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this this that's the one that really made me pop. Like verbally went yes. That's the match, that's the result that made me actually, like, I mean, I was, I was starting to lag at that point as well. After the Jay White match, I started to lag because obviously it was like three in the morning at that point. I to lag, but that one made me wake up a bit more for the rest of the show, frankly. <laughs> um, but then uh, the Impact World Tag Team Titles on the line, and Violet by Design defeat the Good Brothers to become the new Impact World Tag Team Champions. Again, this, I'll say it again, this is the one in our, in our, in the TNIW predictions contest, 
if you look at the look at the graphic, it was good brothers, good brothers, good brothers, good brothers. And there's me, Violet by Design, and I was right. And I would and I will hold that W for as long as I possibly can because even though I'll admit I didn't actually believe they were going to win it, like I didn't believe they were going to. I, I think I, if I remember right, I said it because I didn't want us to agree on every prediction. <laughs> so, but I'll take the W. And I mean, um, you know, we've been winning on technicalities for years over here, so I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, a great match. I I did enjoy it more than I thought I was going to. So, and the fact we are champs, I'm cool with it because I. Even going into it, even going into it, I didn't think that I didn't believe I actually going to win it, but I liked it. It was great stuff for Good Brothers. Doesn't hurt them as much as I thought, as people, as much people thought it would, because now they're in the Bullet Club. So we get the we get, on this weekend practice again. We get the address of the Bullet Club. So, but yeah, I'm sure take on the new tag team champions. Well, after that tremendous bit of booking in the Knockouts Championship match. It was followed by a bit of baffling booking. You know, the Good yes. Brothers have only just rejoined Bullet Club, and they just lost the championships to VBD, who, you know, they're great, but did they need the the tag titles? It would have been would have made far more sense to keep the titles on the Good Brothers. The match was fine. Um, wasn't offended by it. Yeah, uh, on a you know, again, it's, it's one of those matches that suffered from being on such a good show. Because on any other show, it would have been an absolute banger in my yeah. eyes. But yeah, it was for me, it was just OK. Um, yeah, just baffled by that bit of booking. Um, but let's see where it goes. I'm, I'm not going to jump on Twitter and say, oh, I'm not watching Impact anymore. They just put, took the belts <laughs> off the Good Brothers. That would be nonsense. That's the name of the show. Um, I yeah, I'm gonna wait and see what they do, and and how they follow it up, because right. it, this can't be the end of the feud. And, and like I, I've said it before, I keep saying it again, Impact have earned the benefit of the doubt with their changes that seem a bit strange. Impact have made some changes or did some stuff that to people looking in people weren't happy about but then if they've, they've they've let it progress and it's worked moose being a huge prime example of that i i was fuming when, when moose did what he did at Marvel glory but it was also just genius now i can look back and now i know just like just as i'm staying like i'm 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 i become more okay with it if that is even a sentence <laughs> so, so i just i Impact of the benefit of the doubt with their booking decisions because nine times out of ten they they smash them. So I was cool that I'm very very glad the VBD are the new tag team champions because I was getting fed up with the Good Brothers. Even though Bullet Club did help rejuvenate them a little bit, it was still only a matter of time. It, it prolonged it. I think I, I said on the uh, on our uh, pre look at Rebellion. That it it's bought them another month as tag team champions. Obviously, it didn't, mm. but I'm 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 all for Violet by Design because even though yeah, this kid did kind of come out of nowhere because Violet by Design have 
their, their wins have kind of fluctuated a little bit. But they did lose. They did lose on Impact of Four. So I guess by I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what. I don't know what. Flap 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 flap. Are you broken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> English, English is good. Um, yeah. Now I've lost it now. Anywho, let's just go straight to the main event because, I mean, again, the aftermath, the aftermath of that match, is probably the biggest talking point of that match. But we'll go into it. Moose defeats Heath for the Impact World Champ. Impact World Championship. Ha! Uh, good match. You know, a lot of people going in thinking, oh, it's just Heath Slater's going to be crap. Wasn't it? Was, it was good. And Moose's spear is. I'm confused as to whether it's still the lights out, lights out or not because I know it was the lights out, but now they're it as a spear. So whatever it is, that's just. A, I mean, the way he turns and. It's just perfect. But yeah, Heath lost like many, like everyone predicted he would. I don't think anyone fully believed Heath will win the World Championship, which maybe in a few years with enough build, he probably could because he had a, a decent showing against the World Champion. So who knows what happens in the future? But obviously, it all led to Josh Alexander running of the running from the barrier, taking out most of the C4 spike. C4 spike! And uh, taking out a contract from one pocket, if we stand with Impact, taking out a contract from the other pocket for the World Title Men event at Rebellion. Cool, you know, even though it's weird because Caleb with a K posted a picture on Twitter before um, uh, Sacrifice took place. And in the background on the floor, you could see someone, a bald guy wearing a uh, denim jacket, denim jeans. I look like a lot, a lot like Josh Alexander, but it wasn't. It was R.D. Evans when the yeah. producers backstage. So R.D. Evans. Yeah. You have, have you seen his stuff in Chikara? I haven't. No. Oh, I'm you need to see Marchi Archie, Archibald Peck. What a great <laughs> character! There's yeah, jump Chikara. on YouTube after we're done doing this. He's hilarious. Yeah. I'll take a look at that. So I kind of believe that it wasn't Josh. Okay, Josh isn't coming back at this point then. Maybe maybe they will say for Rebellion. It happened. Josh is back. He signed. Like, he, we all kind of suspected he was already. But in TV land, he wasn't. But let's get what's your take on the main event. for Not bad for, for an Impact Plus special. Well, Moose has been... Uh, Moose. Keith has been around the business a while now. He knew... He was the main event and he needed to bring it. And he brought it as far as I'm concerned. Um, he didn't disgrace himself at all in the main event. The match was was really good. Um, would, could you say it's match of the night? Certainly not match of the year. But, uh, you know, as far as a world title match on an Impact Plus special, I was very happy with it. Um, Moose, he's, you know, he's the world champion for a reason. He's one of the best in the company. One of the best in the world right now. Um, yeah, I was very happy with the match. The, obviously, there was only one winner. There was no way they're taking the title off of Moose and putting it on Heath. But as you say, you know, in time, you never know what can happen. Yeah. Um, you said 
when um, Tasha won the belt, he went, yes, that's the exact reaction I had when Josh popped up and hit yeah. the four spike. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And um, when he you know, took the contract out and then the, the world title match contract, I was like, yes, <laughs> they, they hooked me, yeah. I am yeah. Oh, they got me. The championship yeah. match. And I know I've yeah. said on previous podcasts that the main event of Bound for Glory this year is going to be Moose versus Josh. They've obviously brought that forward. Um, I think that was the plan to have it on Bound for Glory, but, you know, perfectly fine with it being on Rebellion because Moose right. has had a nice six-month reign, but now I think it's Josh's time to take the belt back. Yeah. So let's have it. Um. Yeah, that was sacrifice a, a solid impact special as they usually are. They have they have become now unmissable because of what can happen. I like it when they do it before a taping. They mm. do one when we when used to do them in the middle of ta- middle of tapings. I didn't like it because I thought okay, so no one's gonna, no one's going to lose a title on this on these shows. Whenever they did did it on. Like, like they do now before they set up for a new set of tapings I like it a lot I like it a lot so risking, I'm risking is at its best when it's live because you don't know what's going to happen you know even if it's it's taped and you haven't seen the spoilers you still don't have that same you know visceral response to taped yeah. wrestling as you do live wrestling so to to make the uh, Impact Plus specials live, I think is the right move. Absolutely. Great idea. Yeah. So, like I said, they're, they're always on a level. Always on a level. They never drop below, which I'm always glad about. Mm. They stick it or they, or they top it. So, can't wait for this month because it's going to be, a, or next month, it's going to be a crazy, crazy ass month. Impact have three shows in April, which is, awesome but also for the wrestling fans in the uk it's gonna be very very tiring <laughs> but it should be a lot of fun oh wow we have we've literally done a full hour on uh sacrifice and now we go into our subheading which is probably gonna take another hour <laughs> <laughs> um so obviously this doesn't in some aspects this doesn't affect impact too much but um it's Tony Khan announced last week on Dynamite that he now owns Ring of Honor, which is now questioning what's going to happen with the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Because obviously that's an impact on an impact wrestler, which that was obviously being Del Peraza. And impact in AW's relationship is kind of sour at the minute, but impact in Ring of Honor's relationship was good. So it's it's a confusing one, but I'm just I know this isn't the point, but I am so frustrated with AW. I have been for a long time, but particularly with the Ring of Honor stuff. Now I I don't pretend to be a Ring of Honor fan. I've watched one show since they've been around, so I don't pretend to be a Ring of Honor fan. But I know the history of it. I know what it's. Well, I know I know what it's all about, and. It doesn't. It still doesn't sit right with me that AEW now own Ring of Honor. And yes, you can say it, people saying that like, oh, it's Tony, Tony Khan who owns Ring of Honor. No, it's AEW who owns Ring of Honor. Tony Khan owns AEW, so he's gonna 
somehow they're going to work these two, these, two, these two together. Because it's it, it just doesn't sit right with me. Because particularly uh, Maria Canella said um, that she thinks the Ring of Honor women's division is going to be in great hands with Tony Khan. I, 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 I don't want to be a dick, but what looking at the AW women's division, what is telling her that the Ring of Honor women's division is going to be any better? Be treated any with any any betting booked any better. I I I don't. I'm trying to go off on a rant here, but I have never been a fan of AW. When they first started around, I thought okay, I'll give them a chance. Again, something didn't sit right of me because the way they said, where they focused on the lapsed fan instead of the current fan, and now they they're taking stupid little shots for no reason. Mm-hmm. Which I get, I, I, I don't mind the occasional little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But when they, when Cody's literally smashing up a throne, that's taking a bit too far for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mind the occasional, like, like um, when Heath first debuted on Impact for Match Against Moose, uh, Josh Matthews said, "Oh, oh uh, Heath, Heath is a former twenty-four-seven champion, whatever that is." Like that, that's a that's close to the line, but it's it's not as bad as smashing up a fucking throne mm-hmm. or getting a golden shovel. Yes. Like, sorry, that's, come on. So I'm trying to fix the rant, but they just frustrate me so much. I know like pro pro wrestling here, I, I get it, but when I'm frustrated with the company, I I have to get it out because it's been eating me inside from for years. Because I probably can't say anything on Twitter because oh they'll send up they'll send their grandmas after you. I call the like the anti of the rest of it, uh, the AW elites, I call them the gremlins because if you say anything that's so negative, I'll come straight after you. <laughs> Which is frustrating because yes, Twitter, it, Twitter's a fucking bin fire half the time, mm. most of the time. But it's it's have to get that out because I don't have many conversations with the wrestling fans, so Twitter's my way of having that conversation. But you can't say anything. It just really, really frustrates me. But I mean, as for Diana Peraza, getting back to the topic at hand, I don't know how this is going to work out because they did mention Diana on uh, Revolution. So I'm guessing they know. I guess no. Obviously, they know. What they know. Um, I'm guessing something's going to happen with that, but. Whatever, even if it, even if it is that super card of honor, Diana's losing that bout. I'm convinced Diana is no longer going to be the Ring of Honor Women's Champion, which is unfortunate because it's, it's politics essentially. Mm. They're not doing it because it's good business. They're not doing it because it's whatever. They're doing it because if it does happen, I'm not saying it will happen, but if it does happen, which let's be let's be realistic, it's more likely Diana is going to lose that title to whoever she challenges, whoever challenges her. Under the Ring of Honor banner, or under the AEW banner, whoever, whoever it is, Jonas losing that title, which is unfortunate because Jonas is a great champion. Regardless of what brand she's on, Jonas is a fucking phenomenal champion. I mean, I don't think she's been over to AAA in quite some time, but she's still defending that title. Mm. So, I, I, I don't, yeah, what's your take on this? Because it, it's for me, it I I don't have a good feeling about it. I really don't. Well, I am an AEW fan. I love the products. Um, I think they produce 
fantastic weekly shows and pay-per-views. I, I think Revolution was really good, I honestly. And, you know, I try so hard not to be an impact shill. I know because I know that's how we sound sometimes. We are the impact gremlins, by the way, Craig, me and you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, I think Sacrifice was better than Revolution. I honestly think that. Um, and Revolution was a great show, but Sacrifice was better. That's just that's my opinion. Um, I think my 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 only big time criticism with AEW, apart from their bloated roster, is the handling of the women's division. Yeah. You know, I've I've been saying that for a long time. Um, so yeah, as far as the Ring of Honor Women's Championship being in good hands when it goes over to AEW, I I think that's the furthest thing from the truth possible. It really worries me, honestly. Um, and you're right. When as soon as Diana goes over and or appears on Dynamite or you know is on Supercard of Honor, she's losing that championship to someone that probably doesn't deserve it. Certainly not as much as Diana Perazzo. So yeah, it's uh, it's worrying. Um, I, I agree with CM Punk when he said the video library is in good hands. The Ring of Honor video library wouldn't be used um, as well, you know if WWE bought it as well as now Tony's got it because I'm sure he's going to produce DVDs like best of compilations for his current guys on the roster or even people like the Briscoes. Um, you know, people that have a lineage in Ring of Honor and have this collection of great matches. So that would be cool. And, you know, when they have their streaming platform, it would be awesome to go back and watch the glory days of Ring of Honor. Because I was a big Ring of Honor fan in the glory days, sort of 2005 to 2008. Yeah. Um, I, I went to see Ring of Honor live in Broxbourne, 2006 which was awesome. They had, a, they had a great show. Brian Danielson was on it. Um, the Briscoes, Roderick Strong, awesome stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a tough one because, you know, I don't think Tony Khan will just strip Deonna of the title. I think he has too much respect for the wrestling business in general to do that. I think He's going to make a deal with Diana to appear on one of his shows or Supercard of Honor um, to drop that championship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. As soon as as soon as she makes that outside booking, that's it. And it, yeah. she's not going to drop the belt on Impact now. It'll be on an outside show. I don't think Tony will send one of his women to get the belt on Impact. No, there's, there's, there's no way. Like, no. Tony's yeah, made it. Go on, sorry. Tony Khan made it very clear. I mean, I think Christian was the only exception that no AW roster member is losing to an, an Impact wrestler on an Impact show. Mm. Like, I mean, I don't know if he said that exactly, but there's rumours he said that, and the, the track record of it is, it, it's true. Yeah. No one. Oh, oh, did Eddie beat Kenny? No, he didn't. Did he beat the Good Brothers? Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. He did. No, he did beat Kenny. He did pin Kenny, didn't he? That's why he had that point of contention in that heel promo. So I swear it was and, you pinned one of the Good Brothers, but I don't 
Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, Private Party lost, didn't they, when they challenged for the tag titles? Oh, yeah, I, that was like before it was like a proper thing yeah. that he could impact. Like, and, Kenny came around. The most frustrating thing for me of this whole AEW Impact seeming split is Impact brought back Christopher Daniels and he had that one match against Madman Fulton and you thought, okay, where's this going? Like, is Christopher Daniels finally going to be the Impact World Champion? And then, you know, the split happened and he just never appeared again. Finished, which I is... thought, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Man... I would have killed to see Josh Alexander versus Christopher Daniels. Oh, yeah. Like, Daniels, uh, like, he didn't age in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Mm. So, I mean, that would have been a killer match. But like I said, it just, yeah, like, oh, no longer working together and all that BS. And Janice, Daniels just vanishes. I mean, it was a week before Battle for Glory, he said, where was whoever wins the world title? I want next. Yeah, and then he's just gone. As soon as Christian drops a bit, drops the title, gone. Which yeah, really frustrating. But again, I I, I made it very clear I wasn't a fan of the AW Impact relationship because it wasn't a two way street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very. I mean, Christian won the Impact World Championship back on AW on the AW show. The first match wasn't even an event of AW's new show. So like, well, it was the first ever match on their new show, Rampage. So that will go down in history. The Impact World title yeah. changed hands in Impact uh, in the first ever match on Rampage. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But I mean, obviously, if you say that, uh, in the first ever main event of Rampage, that probably without a bit more, had a bit more to it. But well, do you remember yeah. what the first ever main event of Rampage was? I, 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 and I, I can't, and I'm an AEW fan, but I remember I, that first ever match. So yeah, uh, I, 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 I definitely see your point, but I think, yeah, it, it, the fact that the Impact World title was featured and, you know, it changed hands, I think, oh, you know, I was okay with that. That's, that's fair, you know, it's, that's the whole thing, it's on here we're all about our own opinions, you know, um, Impact in general, impact fans in general, the impact, the impact faithful. Like, we can have disagreements, but we never like jump on anyone for having a different opinion to us. It's never a case of, oh, you're wrong, and you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not letting you, not, not letting you give your side of it. It's always very, it's, just, it's a conversation, not a debate, which yeah. I'm all it's, about. It's because impact fans are wrestling fans, yeah. and I think on the other side of the spectrum, you've got WWE fans. And AEW fans, whereas Impact fans are wrestling fans. We don't just watch Impact, so we, we're able to have a a less biased opinion. Right, and that's that's because Impact fans have been, have been through so much shit. <laughs> to, yeah. like, they've been we've been through so <laughs> much shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, I started watching in 2012, and that's deemed when the, like, the start of the downward down downhill for Impact. That's when I started watching. I enjoyed it. Mm. So, if Impact fans in general just we can have a conversation, but and if you Impact, you're Impact for life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if as long as you don't go out on a bad note, 
will love you forever, essentially. Yeah. Look at LAX. You know, they are still deemed so they're the best tag team in Impact history. Impact history. TNA, but Impact. So, but yeah, whatever happens with Donna, it's she's going to lose. Probably to, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the AEW women's, women's roster. Probably Shida, because she she, I think she had, she had one match. That would make sense, and I think that would be a good match. Yeah, it'd be a great match, but like, Deanna's going to lose it. Mm. As which... far as Max saying that Britt Baker is going to be the one to answer the Champ Champ Challenge, because it was only 12 hours away, a uh, 12-hour drive away, I thought, no, no I, I really don't mean to disrespect you, Max, but that was nonsense. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean... You never know, right? <laughs> so, well, on that occasion, I did know. Yeah, yeah, we're spot on that case. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that. I mean, again, we are majorly running over. So, but uh, we'll get quick thoughts on Jake something. Give a bit, a bit, a bit more depth on that because fortunate that he's gone. People were saying, uh, people, people uh, responded to some of my tweets about. Um, or what if it's like a Josh Alexander, Josh Alexander situation again? And my take on that is Josh Alexander is looking to be looking to be the world champion and will be the world champion by rebellion. Jake's something he's he's not on that level, and I can't see Impact giving the same treatment as like faking as working as essentially and saying, "Oh no, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone," because it's. I like Jake something. I'm a, I'm a fan of Jake something, and I felt he sh- like up until this point, I felt like he should have gotten better treatment than he did. But again, it was again I get it as a building process. Just Jake something. He was missing something. So I I just can't see Impact faking us out and saying no, he's gone for definite and. But oh no, here he is again. He's popped up to have this big storyline. It's not going to happen. I think he's gone. And maybe we'll turn in a couple of years when, I mean, if he wants to take a chance on himself, fucking go for it. Take any chance you can get. But I mean, I guess with the right tutelage and the right, the right set of circumstances, maybe I can see him in NXT. That, that, that um, performance center or the CWC, whatever it's now, mm. he can learn a lot there and can probably become a main eventer and a, just a, a monster. But, I mean, with the way things are in WWE at the minute, you never know how, how long it's going to last. Same with AW, they've got so many stacked pe- people on that, on that roster. I mean, even the dark roster is filling up too much now. You've got Rohit Raju on there, you've got Session Moth Martina on there now. You've got whoever, anyone independent is on that. It seems like it's on that dark or elevation roster. So I, 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 I can see him come back in maybe a couple of years after after trying somewhere new. But I hope it works out from wherever he goes. I really do because he is, I really do rate him at the minute. But it's, the way things are in wrestling, I think Impact would have been the perfect spot for him to finish up. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess only time will tell. But that's your take on that. 
Yeah, I, I, I can't see it being a fake-out situation because they've just done that with Josh. I don't think they'll do it again straight away. Um, best of luck to Jake, uh, Jake something. He's fantastic, and he's proven himself this year. Ever since that um, countdown match against Madman Fulton, he's just had banger after banger. So, yeah, I, he's a loss to the company, for sure. But I I can see him going to NXT, honestly, yes. because I know they're looking for, for young athletes. But Jake fits the bill in terms of the size and the bill. Yeah, you what know, Vince is after, mm. what Vince looks for, he fits it. Exactly. And the person that I can see him fitting... With is Cameron Grimes. I think they'd be a hell of a tag team. I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I can really see that. One. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, Cameron Grimes is a baby face now, isn't he? But if I've, I've if seen Cameron, so long. I, I, I mean, I only know Dolph Ziggler's the NXT champion. That's what yeah, I mean. <laughs> that was baffling. <laughs> um, again, I'm sure they've got plans for it. Um, I, I watched Takeover. But I don't watch the weekly show. I just don't have time. No, I take over more for takeovers. War games. I love war games. Yeah. War games. Yes. Of oh, blood and guts. That's uh <laughs> I have to say on the EW. Yeah. Uh anywho. <laughs> um yeah, if if Cameron Grimes was still a villain, I think Jake Something would be a great enforcer. Because he did the the million dollar man thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. A few months ago, I know. I think he's a babyface now. I think they'd still make a, a good tag team. I think he is because he, he won that hair versus hair match at uh, take at um, War Games, the previous War Games. So I think yeah, against uh, sort of Grayson. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's babyface. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, you know, whatever he does, he's going to excel. But I'm yeah, I'm gutted that we're losing him. If we are losing him. Because, you know, he, he could still be working for Impact under, you know, a handshake agreement. Because I think that's yeah. what James is on. I don't think she's on, a, you know, a guaranteed contract. No. I think she's no. a per appearance thing. So, you know, we're not insiders. We don't know what's going on. We're just speculating at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, all the best to Jake something. We'd love to see him back in Impact. Yeah, um, I hope we do see him again because, but I mean, you know, he goes to, if he, even if he goes to NXT for three months and the unfortunate inevitability happens where he's released because of budget cuts from a multi-billion dollar company, <laughs> that, that few months he'll have in the CWC will elevate him so much. Yeah. Because people in that, in that, CWC is in, insane. Even now, with the amount of people Vince Man's released from the from the uh, production uh, production team and the training team, that's still a place wrestlers want to be mm-hmm. to learn from the people in there. I, mean, I don't know who the trainers trainers are at the minute. I think I think Robbie, Robbie Brookside's still a trainer over there. I think. Yeah, Steve Carino, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, so that's some you know some pretty big names though. And uh, uh, the Red Rooster, what's his name? Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> Norman Smiley is still there as well, isn't he? 
he may be. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, dear. But yeah, so whatever happens, good luck to him. I hope he smashes it where he ends up. But yeah. I don't think I don't think this is his, his impact aren't faking us this time. It's legit. He's gone, which is sad. <sighs> but now we move on to the re preview. But I don't see. I don't think there's much point in talking about the previous impact. So I think we'll get into the um, the re the preview. Yeah, let's make this one snappy. Yeah, uh, Josh Alexander returns. Yeah, Josh, Josh Alexander promo about his return. We have a eight knockouts tag team match. Tasha Steeles, the new knockouts world champion, and Savannah Evans and the new knockouts world tag team champions influence take on the former knockouts. World Tag Team Champions Inspiration, the former Knockouts World Champion Mickey James and Chelsea Green. <laughs> uh, the Bullet Club have a promo. Uh, the, Bullet Club, the Bullet Club addressed the impact there. Uh, a match was announced for Rebellion for the Exodus Championship. It's a triple threat match. Trimigal was obviously in that match, but uh, we have a different, different triple threat matches to decide at number contender. This week, we have John Skyler versus Ace Austin versus Crazy Steve. This is Steve back in there because I put Steve down. Um, and we also have Eddie Edwards versus Rich Swan, which so yeah. Um, what looking forward to? Yeah, what looking forward to? And how you think Impact's going to go? Because it seems like another banger episode. But mm-hmm. looking forward to hearing from Josh. Um, uh, I, I assume there's going to be some sort of angle coming out of that. Maybe Moose gets some uh, some re- rebellion. Um, yeah. I think there's only one winner in that triple threat i think ace austin is going to win and yeah. um, secure his spot at rebellion and, and then a bit, bit next one. yeah eddie and, swan. Next. eddie and swan will be fantastic and yeah. more on and no more stuff um which you know i'm really enjoying this whole storyline i think they've done a great job with the on and no more stuff and interesting now um that tony khan has Ring of Honor that they've not referenced Ring of Honor anymore. They're still called Honor No More, but you know they're putting the Ring of Honor part of it aside, and they're just a group of invading villains. And I'm fine with that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like just this is another stacked card. I say Josh Alexander is going to be good. I'm quite looking forward to the Bullet, Bullet Club promo. I haven't seen anything from it, but Bullet Club always nail the promos. Yeah. Uh, the knockouts uh, tag. I mean, I understand the booking of it. I'm okay with it. Not something I'm necessarily hyped about, but it should still be good. Um, yeah, like I said, the triple threat number contender match. Ace Austin's going to win that for sure. There's, I, I, I love Crazy, Crazy Steve. He's not going to win it. He's not going to go into that spot just yet. John Skyler hasn't won. Period. So Who is he... John Skyler? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think Ace is going to win that. And I haven't seen I haven't seen the matchup for the next triple threat, but I'm going to say Mike Bailey is in that triple threat at, at Rebellion. That would make sense uh, with the Austin and Speedball thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm saying Mike Bailey's in that. Eddie and Rich. Yeah, cool. Banging match. You know, two great, great wrestlers. And obviously, the, now we've got Eddie being, being Eddie, heel Eddie, and Rich Swan. You know, I'm cool with it. Mm. 
It's not going to be just a straight up two baby faces having a good old wrestling match. It's going to be a heel with people on the outside versus a face with people on the outside. I assume so. But yeah. who knows? So that should be a good impact. Yeah, I'm cool with it. It's a bang impact. But now it is time, finally, for the final 10, 10, 10, 10. And this time we're going to go a little bit different with it in the sense that I'm not taking I, I'm not, but this time, Nixon will be taking over the final 10, giving uh, your thoughts and your questions that you've sent it to us about impact, about Brit Rest, about anything you want to ask us, essentially, or anything you want to talk, us to talk about. So I guess it's over to you. Take, take over the final 10. So I've got some questions in from the Cleft Movement. TKM, um, a group chat I'm involved with, a group of lads in uh, in Norfolk. Um, they came to one of the shows WAW did in Thetford, and uh, even though I was a baby face, they booed me. Uh, <laughs> the first time you know they'd seen me, and you know, consequently we met and became really good friends. Um, so first question comes from Josh. Josh Matthews, funnily enough, this is his actual name. Um, I would like your opinion on what do you think WWE needs to do to make them great again and get hype or people talking about them again? Only thing I can think of is Roman versus Rock. What are your thoughts? Oh, I don't think, I don't think we ever properly talked gone into depth about WWE on the show, but I'm here for it. Mm. Um, this one, it's it is difficult because so it's not something I've necessarily give too much thought to because it kind of it's kind of seem stagnant at the minute. I mean, I think maybe they should give their wrestlers a bit more freedom in what they do. You know, because you can tell with, with their promos, they're they're heavily scripted, and only only the few get to come up with their own promo. But even then, they're giving bullet points on what to talk about. So, I mean, Roman is probably the most entertaining thing on the show at the minute, next to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, maybe actually, actually Brock may be topping it because Brock doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, so, it's a tough one. The, the women's tag team, tag, tag division is is in a state. I mean, I I asked my sister a while back uh, yesterday actually, who are the not who are the, who are the women's tag team champions? And she thought it was, it was uh, Naomi and Tamina, uh, Natalia and Tamina. And that was, a, that was a long, long time ago. No, I think it's Queen Zelina and Carmella. Yeah, Queen Zelina and Carmella, yeah. And they've got uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi and Rhea Ripley and um, Liv Morgan at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Banks and Naomi, I understand. Because they have a have a history with Team Bad, so I'm I'm all for that. But in terms of what they can do to, yeah, I think give them a bit more freedom. Obviously, it, it, people say, "Oh, go back to how it was in the Attitude Era," like that would never work now. Obviously, that's like, "Oh, the Attitude Era was the best." Like, it's because no one it, the internet wasn't as big as it was. Mm. That's the only reason the Attitude Era is as big as it was because the internet didn't have much of a say. So the attitude era, if you go back and watch that stuff, it hasn't aged well. The matches are pretty dreadful. 
yeah. on the most part. You know, you still got those classic moments, you know, mostly involving Steve Austin. Um, but yeah, bring back the attitude era. You hear it all the time, and it just wouldn't work. It can't, well, it wouldn't be possible because you wouldn't be able to do a lot of that stuff on TV anymore. Like chopping Val Venus's penis off. Yeah. You really think that'll fly on Fox? Can't forget Beaver Cleavage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know the I boy mean, who was in love with his mum. In the sense of everyone having the storyline, what to do? Do that. Like that. You know, obviously, the, the myth has to cut the roster a bit more. But for, in order for everyone on the show to have a storyline, then. Sorry, yeah, so yeah, uh, I said everyone have a story on on uh, the show. Maybe that could work, but it's a difficult one. Don't know what's your take on it. Yeah, I don't, it's it's tough, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, as far as Josh's question goes, in terms of getting people hyped again, I think. The, the US and UK markets are kind of a, a lost cause at this point. But WWE is still doing major business all over the world. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're getting ready to sell. And, uh, well, it, it's speculation, but it's quite clear to me that they're getting ready to sell probably to Disney or someone like that. Yeah. So exactly. they are making money and they're appealing to the audience that they're targeting which is mostly kids so you know i as much as you know the 30 year old or 35 year old um fan probably isn't enjoying wwe right now we're not the target audience so wwe won't change anything yeah plus people people like complain about it a lot but they still watch then we still pull in major numbers, so we still hit a million people. That's mm. just on the, on the live show. So it's I don't know. I think yes, yeah, it's pretty much a lost cause now. But they they they're gonna do what they're gonna do now, and there's yeah. nothing we can do about it. So that's fun. Next, yeah. So uh, Josh follows up. What three wrestlers or matches should a casual wrestling fan watch to get them into Impact Wrestling? Oh, see, we go in like, so is it TNA Impact or just Impact currently as it is? Currently as it is, to get people to watch the current product. I mean, I, straight away, my mind is uh, Josh Alexander versus TJP in the Iron Man match, but whether you've got a spare hour to watch some wrestling yeah. or not. That's the thing. Interesting. Um, I mean, you could go with there's so many to choose from. Um, the Ultimate X from Slammiversary in Nashville, uh, last Slammiversary. That is one you should definitely check out. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe. See, I'd, Again, because it's not actually the impact, but um, Jonathan Gresham was a Chris Saban from Hard to Kill. I, I was think thinking if, that match. Yeah, yeah that, 
that is a banging match. And yeah, obviously Gresham isn't signed to Impact or whatever, but that was still on Impact show and was still and that's the type of matches you can see most weeks. Obviously not to that technical ability, but that's still a level of match you can get on Impact week in, week out. Um and other than that, pretty much any t- any title defense of Diana Peraza. Yeah. <laughs> like just find a Diana Peraza match as knockout champion, you go with him. Yeah, absolutely. Um I was thinking Gresham and Saban because it shows that impact work with other companies and there is an open door policy and I think that would appeal to a lot of people. Um I'm gonna say the match that preceded that um on Hard to Kill, Trey Miguel versus Steve Macklin. Um an outstanding match and without me. Um on a another card that was just absolutely incredible, banger after banger, those two matches stood out to me. Um I would also go with Josh versus Christian from Bound for Glory. Because yeah. you know the casual fan will probably know who Christian is, and yeah. it'll be an introduction to Josh Alexander, who is the impact. He's the top guy in Impact. Let's face it. Apart from Moose, who is the world champion. Um, and I would have to say Jonah versus PCO from Sacrifice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was all back. There isn't really a bad match I can think of. No. Like, just watch any Impact pay per view or any Impact special, and. Just, just watch it. Give it a chance. That's all you need to do, and I'm exactly. sure they can hook you in with something. Yeah, yeah. I'm speaking to you directly now, Josh Matthews, of the Craft Movement, not Josh Matthews, <laughs> yeah. the man behind the scenes of Impact Wrestling. Watch Jonah versus PCO because you'll love it. You will love it, Josh. Uh, so, Jack Nichols of Wrestle Talk fame. Um, if you listen to or watch the Wrestle Talk podcast, Jack writes in regularly and he's always very entertaining with the stuff he writes in about. Uh, so Jack says, if you had to try to get a friend into Impact, what pay-per-view would you show them? Now, that really is a tough one because for me, they've all been like so good that they've kind of all blurred into one. Like, I could stay with like, a match on one pay per view, and then another match for uh, thoughts on, on that pay per view, but from a different pay per view entirely. Um, so again, I would say like, some anniversary, maybe. Uh, I say some anniversary. I, I would go to some versus 2020, even though that was in front of no crowd. That was still a banging show, and like it tried to hype up about for glory. There we go. Tried to say oh, Battle would be better, but it, it but after all, didn't match that in my opinion. So of that year, some versus was was pay per view of the year because of everything that happened. You know, if you are a WWE fan currently, you will know Eric Young popping up. You'll know the Good Brothers. You'll know, I can't remember, EC3. So that show was just, like, from start to finish, a banging show. 
the main event, even though it, it was like it changed a lot, obviously due to different circumstances, it was still like an incredible main event and led to more. It led to Rich Swan versus Eric Young. It led to uh, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin again. So, Summer versus 2020, go and watch it. Yeah, it's for no crowd, but that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't play a factor in how good the matches were. Obviously, the, I'm sure the rest of it would prefer the crowd, but it was still a great pay-per-view. Yeah, definitely. I, I recommend Slammiversary 2020. Um, but I, the pay-per-view I would recommend is Hard to Kill from this year. Yeah. It's one of the best yes. pay-per-views Impact has ever done. And, uh, I mean, it's in front of a crowd, a hot crowd in, I think it was Dallas. Yeah, it does, yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't fault that pay-per-view from start to finish. Uh, you know, match after match, top quality stuff. Like we've already said, um, Trey and... Macklin, Gresham and Sabin, the um, the world title match, the main event for the Knockouts Championship, Mickey James and Diana Perazzo. Yeah. yeah, highly recommend that show. So, Tony Purdom, he's got a couple of uh, quick questions here. Um, what's your favourite D Ray three thousand match? Okay, um, how do I put this about to get my impact card revoked? I've I don't think I've ever seen a DOA three thousand match. So he was Asylum era. Uh, early, yeah, I'm, I'm aware yeah. of who he is. I just haven't seen any of his matches. I know I think he teamed up with Shark Boy. He did. Yeah. I I don't like Shark Boy either. <laughs> and <laughs> fair enough. Ah, uh, I okay. People who watch regularly from from when I first joined know this story. Any follow me on Twitter, you know this story. But I. I uh, say it for people who don't know <laughs> and for you a while back I think it was like 2017 yeah about 2017 yeah um so Sharkboy and Josh Matthews were having this feud on Twitter right and I and Sharkboy said something about Josh Matthews and I went okay I, I, I'll clarify this point by saying at this point I was new to Twitter and I was kind I I'm a lot more calmer on Twitter now than I was back then. So basically, I snitch tagged. I tagged Josh, Josh Matthews in that. And uh, Sharkboy came back with me saying, oh, he he blocked me. And then, so I don't know how it happened. And he, and uh, I can't, Jimmy can't remember how it happened, but um, he, he, Sharkboy accused me of being Josh Matthews' burner account. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, again, it sh- shit happened. He, co- I think he, co- I think he called me, sh- called me stupid. And then, oh, I really can't remember. I, sh- I was trying to find the tweets a while back. But I can't remember exactly what happened. But he called me his burner account. Then he basically, basically, basically being a dick. Like I get you, I get you on Twitter and stuff, but. Like I'm a I'm a fan, just trying to have a bit of banter. So then, shit happened. I called him a stone called ripoff, or stone called stone, stone called wannabe. He called me a, he, yeah, he called me an, an, an idiot again. Then I blocked him. So now, like if I meet Sharkboy, if I ever see Sharkboy in a event I'm at, 
Like, it's, he may have already forgotten about it, but I fucking haven't. Mm. He may have forgotten about it, but I haven't. And I will, I, I definitely want to talk to him about it. I'm not going to do it on Twitter because he won't remember. I want it face to face. Yeah, I, so I don't like Sharp Boy because, like, yeah, he's just, just randomly being, being a dick for no reason. Okay, I didn't expect and, uh, that from Shark Boy. Yeah. I didn't expect that from a D Ray 3000 question, honestly. <laughs> well, there you go. I, yeah, I know, I know from Shark Boy fame. And I don't like Shark Boy, so that's the tangent I went off on there. Fair enough. Tony Purden, my favourite D-Ray 3000 match is the Kevin Nash Open Invitational Gauntlet... No, no, what is it? Kevin Nash X Division Open Invitational Gauntlet oh, Battle Royal for Bound for Glory. I remember that. Yeah. I just it. didn't know D-Ray 3000. I didn't know D-Ray 3000 was in it. Okay, so I have seen D-Ray 3000 match. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I didn't, I didn't, didn't, didn't need that tangent in the end. <laughs> oh, I've got the DVD over there somewhere. I have to bust it okay, out. Okay, yeah. All right. Who were your favourite security team, red shirts or black? Red shirts. Whichever team Joe Legend was in, I think he was red shirts. Yeah, like, I feel like it was, yeah. What five things would you like to see from Impact Wrestling in the coming years? If you could pick five things, it could be anything you want. This is a really tough question and something yeah. that maybe we could should say for another episode, considering we've gone nearly an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, just like just the main one is the UK tour. Yeah. That's the thing. But other than that, I think after... I think on that one, maybe, I think it might be a topic for next week's show. Yeah, okay, let's go with that. Yeah. Finally, from Tony Purdom, what are your favourite personal moments of Impact history? Chris Saban, win, Chris Saban winning the world title. Uh, oh. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. It's I I I love the Ace and Eight stuff. Like with you know the reaction Buddy got at the end of uh Slammiversary. Lockdown. Yeah. Lockdown, yeah, of course. So yeah, I, that and Broken Hardy stuff. Um Velvet Sky win, win the knockouts title. It's just a lot. But those are like some uh, really that stick out to me right now. Yeah, um, so I don't know if me and Tony have talked about this, but we're, Tony and I were at the same Wembley show. I think it was 2010. We didn't know each other at this point. Um, but that's a, a personal highlight for me, um, you know, seeing an Ultimate X match live, seeing AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle live. And then the following year, Ric Flair versus Doug Williams, seeing that live. Um, that... Bound for Glory, we just talked about with D-Ray 3000 on the card. Um, this is the first time they had been on the road for a pay-per-view. And that always stands out to me as a personal highlight for, you know, in Impact history. And in more recent times, the um, that moment when Moose beat Josh for the title. I've, I'm still not over it. Yeah. Yeah, I can actually agree on that. 
it's uh, what a moment. Definitely. So that's all the questions we had from the the craft movement. Um, but something. Um, this is an idea, an idea that Jack Nichols had. Let me just get it up. I think I messaged you about it actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he has challenged us um, to fantasy draft your dream impact roster with wrestlers currently active, and then we can do a poll on Twitter or whatever to to see whose was the best. Are you down for it? Yes, definitely. Wicked. I think we should set some parameters. Like, um, yeah. we need to pick 40 wrestlers or whatever, 40 staff members, I should say. Um, and we need to, you know, think about the divisions and even, yeah. like, commentators. Right. I think, but yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll def- talk about it in the week and then prepare it for a future episode. Yes, I think it'd be a fun thing to do. For sure. So yeah, I mean, if that's everything, that is everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as a as a, a long one, we apologise. Probably, I think the longest we've, we've gone, even though oh, I thought yeah. last week was as long as we've gone. But now we seem to have broken that record now. Yeah. Uh, but it was just a, just a crazy, crazy week of impact. It's sacrifice was so good. Then we have the impact this week. We had the Ring of Honor news with Don Perazzo take something. So, thank you for sticking with us this long. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for everyone who gave us some questions or their thoughts or asked us to ask to talk about something. Appreciate it. Wanted to do, to, to do fan questions like for some time now. So yeah, thanks for that. Uh, obviously, every Saturday at one a.m. Unless it's a pay per view, you can catch uh, Max and Jeff on. The mothership on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash TNIW channel. Drop us a, drop a follow on on Twitch. Subscribe here if you're not already. Like, do the whole thing. Leave, leave us a comment if you liked it or anything you want, talk, anything you want, to, want us to talk about. Um, of course, go, out, go and check out uh, TBN Chats. Some great people there from Len Davis to Ricky Knight Jr. to Lizzie Evo to PJ Knight. And with more coming. Uh, anyone you want us to talk to, let us know. We, we want to talk to everyone, essentially. Um, yeah, do the whole thing. Follow us here, there, and everywhere. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, and we're now available on Apple Podcasts. So just drop us a review. Drop us a uh, five-star review on uh, Spotify if you liked it. One-star review if you didn't, but whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah, thanks for com- thanks for coming again. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, next time, uh, we'll be back at usual time of 9pm UK time, which is 4pm EST in the States. Until next time, I've been the MIC. He's been Nixon. I'll continue to be Nixon. Goodbye, my friends. Thank mm-hmm. you.